0: You got out of the
1: thing. car. Got out of the car because I'm going to ask these guys directions how to, how to get back to the green zone, oh, to the red zone. Take the Woolis Avenue Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this guy's got a 50 cal trained on me, right? And I go, listen, listen, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so-and-so from so-and-so. He goes, yeah, I'm glad you came out that way because my, my 50 cal gunner is from New York and he's in a real bad mood today. This guy unleashes a, a hail of uh, 50 cal bullets over my shoulder. Oh, shit. Right? That who? A car, a car pulling up behind us. Oh, my God.
0: What's up, man? We're back, chomping at the bit. Can't wait to continue our conversation here up in Austin, New York. Man, Police tell, off the cuff. Bill something. Cannon. What's
2: he's, up, Bill? He's got, I don't even think we scratched the surface of Tommy's war stories, you know, but uh, we're going to get to Are some Are you having a good time,
0: right?
1: Tommy? I'm having a great
0: time. That's excellent. Awesome. Cool. All right, we're here with Tommy Kennedy. We're gonna keep going. Um, right now, where we left off, you were a sergeant. You got promoted to sergeant, and you were working um, in the three two. No, where were you? Nine four. Oh yeah, 9-4. Oh yeah, Greenpoint.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Greenpoint. I went to the seven nine for some uh, shits and giggles for a while. Did some snow anti crime work over there.
0: Well, as a boss
1: though, now was as that, a boss, was that a punishment? As a boss, uh, you know what? It was like being back in the three two. But I mean, what? How did you wind up there? Though?
2: I, I, luck of the draw. Oh, okay. wait a minute. So you did your six-month command was the 9-4, and then, you, okay, your permanent
0: yeah, command was the 7-9. Yeah. All right. I finally got back to Manhattan North. So the 7-7, uh, seven, seven, the 7-5, seven, and I guess the 7-9, busiest places in Brooklyn. It's popping, right? Oh, absolutely. What
1: year are we talking about? Uh, 1991.
0: 1991. All right. I got out of the academy. I graduated uh, from the academy in 92, so this is the year before I got out, and crack epidemic is, is at its all-time high right absolutely. now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because when I come back,
1: when I get out in '92, it's kind of a dying, starting to die down a little bit. They, they were they were killing each other off. You know, it really was. It was it was in a concerted effort, um, you know, to combat the epidemic, and the players were really just either going to jail, uh, killing each other off, and um, they were being crushed. They were really being crushed. Yep. You mentioned Operation Pressure Point before, and that was uh, it, it was a big part of it. It was just to just inundate the infected areas with police. And Remember, it's called TNT, TNT. Tactical Narcotics Team. Yeah, and
2: and TNT. And, uh, TNT, they won't get me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they used to say in the that's, street, right? That's TNT right. TNT won't get me. And they called you TNT even though you weren't. You were just anti-crime. I'm not TNT. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the funny thing is, is how they find out in the street, and they like the different name of the units. Oh, they yo, loved it. Yo, you down with TNT? Yo, it's TNT, <laughs> son.
2: <laughs> There's a DT over there. <laughs> DT.
0: <laughs> but he ain't
2: one of the guys who wear the suits. He's just a regular street right. D, DT.
0: <laughs> so you're over there. The 7-9's busy. It's rocking, huh? It's busy. You're yeah, a sergeant. Been, I'm a sergeant, yeah.
1: So, you know, it's somewhat hamstrung a little bit. Because um, you
0: can't really make the collars, but but well, you recover the drugs. You, are, you, you pick recover- good guys. You're an yeah. anti-crime sergeant. Yeah, yeah. And you're picking when good
2: you, guys Let me Correct. ask you something, Tommy. When you um, got involved a lot, and recovered something—a gun or drugs did the precinct ceo get pissed at you for doing that yeah he did what so if you got involved they yeah. called you on, they called uh, you on the carpet actually
1: i got called on the carpet to seven nine and he said uh you know your snoo team is bringing in more guns and drugs than brooklyn north narcotics you know we were doing we do some old school stuff right we really were so that was ultimately my demise there and i ended up Back to Manhattan North, which was my... Well, uh, so he
2: was claiming that because you were getting more guns and drugs that you must be doing something
1: illegal. Well, that was the inference. Yeah, implication, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so... Because
0: um, that other unit was bigger than yours.
1: Yeah, yeah, but we were we were kind of... Uh, we were just very effective, very motivated. You know, they, they had a certain... You guys uh,
0: must have loved working with you, though, because... You know they, they these are aggressive guys that want to go to anti-crime. It was like
2: Hogan's Heroes. You ever seen that movie?
0: <laughs> yeah. And then the boss is as crazy as they are. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And they loved working for you, huh?
1: Well, we had a good group. Uh-huh. We, a, we, had, we had one weak. guy. Quiet all of we had, of a we had, had one. You? Uh, we had one weak guy, man, who was uh, not pleased in uh, some of the um, was proactive proactive activities. Activities. Was he a boss or no? He was a he was a cop. Uh-huh. So uh, he made some some noise, yes. and uh, you know it came to an end quickly. He made some phone calls for him. Yeah, to yeah. Find him a new place when you, to work. When you get well, something no, like that, kind of, you
0: got
2: to be careful. Though. Well, that's that's yeah. exactly it. That yeah. was the end of it. Did he land yep. somewhere? That was the end. Of
1: it. He, uh, I think he went to IAB. You know, no. his, his dream job. He found obviously. a home for himself. Yeah. I mean, listen, yeah. there's some He's place for, for everybody on this job. Absolutely. <laughs> some people love <laughs> to. They should be an IAB. <laughs> yeah. You
0: know what? You mentioned that, and one of the stories I wanted to talk about was. We're going to get off track a little bit. I hope you don't mind. Is this that the the cop coming back on the LIRR? From
2: the funeral. The Long
0: Island Railroad. um, May he rest in peace, Detective Simonson. Uh, They went to his funeral. And something that used to be a habit. I mean, it just, you know, you'd go to a funeral. It was cultural, everyone. You go to a funeral, and not only did you, you never made it out of that command. Like, wherever you were for that funeral, that local pub was going to get a lot of business that day. Yep. And Absolutely. cops went there and they, you know, uh, they relieved a the little stress over there. Yep. You know? And the trains would be loaded
2: bit. with cases of beer on the train ride back, right? Absolutely.
0: And then that's just one can. situation, right? <laughs> Look, what happened last week? Yeah. There's a cop coming, a detective, uh, 114 detective. That's where he worked. was it? One for-
1: 114. Oh.
0: Yeah. 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 Had one beer. One beer. Popped it open. Uh, I guess he was riding with his boss and his boss's wife. Yep. His command, It is. uh Sergeant in the in the, the squad. squad, yeah, yeah, and another sergeant sees him pop open that beer or drinking that beer, and uh, he had a thing with it. Unfortunately, he he didn't he wasn't happy about it, and uh, he pointed it out to him, and somehow IAB found out about it. There was a phone call made. The, si- the situation was recorded, and I think when you read the threads on um on social media about this situation, every it is a hundred percent in agreement. 99.9, everybody's saying, what the fuck happened to the job, man? Yeah. Absolutely.
2: It's crazy. But, you know, we, we spoke about this before, that the police department hierarchy is to blame, too, because they kill a mosquito with a sledgehammer. Right. You know what I mean? Was it, was it necessary to modify well, this guy and, and his yeah, boss? Out. No, no, they modified both of them. Take yeah. their guns as shield, and they're going to be in the penalty box for a while, and they'll probably have a miserable career for the rest of their career they'll never get promoted again and that is that penalty having a beer that's the penalty that, that you get for it does it fit the crime i don't think so
0: you know i'm sure we're in agreement that it definitely does and i remember when i was a rookie and i went to uh, I, in my my first command you had one day up in the squad you know be, besides your ftu one day you were going to go work in the squad for a day see what the detectives do up there and they took you out for dinner. And when they took you out for dinner, you had a beer with them. Right. Like a gentleman. You know? And uh, you put on your suit that day and you pretend like you were a detective and you had your, your beer. And then they, the next day you were back in. And did they make you pay? <laughs> I don't
1: remember. I don't think so. Well, back but, in the day, you know, the, the precincts, the refrigerators were always full of beer.
0: You know, You're allowed to have, have, I think, two
1: beers with your lunch or something right there. Promotion parties, full-blown promotion parties. The point is, it's and so freaking And it was right up stupid. to the
2: top of the police department. Absolutely. Everybody recognized us as part of the culture. All of a sudden, that part of the culture is is gone now, you know.
1: I think the big hit was, the first big hit was the Emerald uh, Society, the pier after the parade, St. Yes, Patrick's yeah. Day Parade. That was always a uniform party. Yeah. Right? And all of a sudden, it was, don't you dare. Well, do you
2: know yeah? what the big incident was, was the Freddie Sherman incident? That's changed drinking on the police department overnight. And if people aren't familiar with that, a uh, Sergeant from the Bronx was out with two rookie cops on a no parking detail the day before in the St. Patty's Day in the nineteenth precinct, and they were drinking and a little bit disorderly and they wound up running over some elderly man and they killed him. And that that day ended drinking on the New York City Police Department as we used to know it, right? It did.
0: Yeah.
1: Just so, in jail time.
0: Yeah. That's really one extreme to the other, though. You know what I'm talking about? It's the difference between, you know, when you talk about corruption, taking an uh, s- extra scoop of ice cream and, and you know, and that happens stealing <laughs> two kilos of drugs, uh, 10 yeah. kilos of drugs. It's a, it's a big, big But leap. they
2: use the same sledgehammer. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. It's
0: yeah. just, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's just a shame. It's just it's a shame. Is, but it, it doesn't, shame. you know.
2: I can I- never see firemen ratting on each other like that, you know.
1: They'll duke it out every now and, yeah, and then. Oh, they get and into big fights. Yeah, that's yeah, the worst they do. They definitely get into big fights. Yeah, fight. yeah, right. yeah they, they go to other firehouses. Other out, there was though. just
0: a thing last year. They go to another firehouse and beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> it's it's good, better though. if you do yeah, that. Yeah. This would have much better been handled out in the smoker. Hey, why don't you tell your, uh, you know, detective there not to be drinking? You know, first of all, all the, the whole car is full of cops anyway.
2: Right. Who, who are you impressing? Right. Is the public getting horrified? Did that somebody this make a statement?
0: The first first words out of your mouth is uh, I didn't see a beer. Who had a beer? Did you have? Yeah. A, I didn't have a beer. I didn't see anybody with a beer.
1: You know, and as a sergeant, right, as a first line boss, you're you're just very protective of of your men. Yeah. So uh, for him, right, that, yeah. that that he that was the natural reaction to say, hey, I got this. Yeah, or, don't you know, worry about it. I got it.
2: Right. Mind your business. Right. He stepped up for his, for his guy. Yeah. Exactly. All uh,
1: right. Well, we're you know, to see but it. and this is
2: a job that makes it clear to the people that aren't that aren't cops or in the cop culture. This is a job that you will risk your life for a fellow cop. And then for for someone to rat on a fellow cop for drinking a beer, it just doesn't fit in the same sentence.
0: You know, while we're at it and we're telling, uh, that's a pretty sad story of the way the job's going. But there are some good things that happen every single once in a while. There's a boy, a 10-year-old boy. His name is uh, Zachariah Carlitsch, okay? And what he's taken it upon himself to do is uh, he runs a mile carrying... Uh, the flag, the thin blue line flag for every officer that was killed on the line of duty. And this Florida boy raised uh, $27,000 doing this. He shares the name of the officer, a little bit of the background when he does it. And uh, for that, you get our... Uh, that's a great kid. Metator- what, what kind of award could we give him? I mean, give him a commendation, was, I think. Yeah. We'll, you know, <laughs> One of the things that we used to have to the for, yeah. then you get like three of them, and it becomes a, was it, was EPMD? That's <laughs> a wrap-up, <group, laughs> no, no, right? If
2: you had three <laughs> robberies <laughs> in street crime, you'd get a meritorious. Yeah. Three right, robbery let's arrest. Get, let's Secondary. give him
0: a meritorious. That's exactly meritorious. exceptional merit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're going to head back. We're going to go back a little bit of ways. Um,
2: well, let's, you know, something we're, we're talking about, medals. Tommy, you got a very impressive rack, right? And if for people, I'm not talking about your breasts. <laughs> <That too>. uh, <laughs> I'm talking about your rack of medals, and uh, you you must have like about seven rows of of stars or commendations, right?
1: Uh, yeah, it's, they're all perfect attendance. Perfect That's, attendance yeah. medals. <laughs> yeah. I thought no, it was well, you that. get one for not going I, sick I, I too, think, right? I think
0: that may have
2: been like overtime medals you got, you know. <laughs> but you know, when people ask you about the rack, you sometimes say, I, "I don't really like to talk about that one. That one upsets me a great deal." You <laughs> know. <laughs> that one makes me cry. I, uh,
1: I'm a thick-skinned Irishman, <laughs> <laughs> but you're obviously very proud of it. I am. Dude. You know, listen. Dude. I I I learned from the best. I, I uh, like I said to get back when I first went on. It's just legends, legends. Cops knew every trick in the book and every uh, just knew how to work every angle. And uh, I you know I kept my mouth shut. I took. You know what I learned. What I what I liked. A I kept. I'm yeah. a sponge. Yeah. yeah, and you know what I didn't like, I I threw away. But that doesn't exist anymore, though, right? You know, I think it's kind of the the young leading the young. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, it has know, to was, to a
0: certain extent. You know. Well, well who, but, uh, wh- who not, knows not. about
1: who knows enough to,
2: to teach new guys? What does the guy with five years on know? What did he learn? I mean, who did he, he learn from? You know. Yeah. Like we learned from the real hairbags right. that uh, you know. They were real cops, you know. I luck, and when I was in anti crime, I had a sergeant this game, Murphy, who had 11 years in street crime. That's who taught me anti crime. I was oh, like, to me, that was, and yeah. he took me under his wing, you know. And I was like, this is great. This is like having, you know, the professor emeritus, you right? know, teaching you uh, about anti crime. That's and, a
0: long time to be in street crime. 11 yeah, 11
2: years. years. Well, that was when they used to get a gold shield out of street crime. He got promoted to detective, so he stayed there, you know. But, uh, Tommy had the same thing in a 3-2 in a different level. All the cops that were on patrol taught you a lot. great oh, rack.
0: I, I, I had the 10-year pin on my rack. <laughs> <laughs> and it was something, uh, I think I got one for the range, because I did shoot 100, by the way. I got that one of those.
2: <laughs> pistol shot. <laughs> it was a small rack. Let's put it that way.
0: It went perfect with my two-inch snub nose. <laughs> so that, when you go, when you actually throw on the, the bag for, for a detail... Did you ever get into a unit where you didn't wear the bag?
1: Uh, well, uniform, just though? just anti crime and. Uh, oh yeah, well oh, you and were. No, yeah, yeah, just anti crime. That's that's all. I didn't mind wearing the bag.
0: I really didn't. Yeah, I always wanted to get out of it for for some reason. Yeah. So that, I, I I took the detective route. But man, that rack when you put it on to go to a detail, it's a good look, man. Yeah, it's a parade rack. Oh, uh, yeah, it's. Even some well, cops you know, are like, oh, my God. Yeah, man. I, I, remember, I used to be like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Oh,
2: that guy's got to be crazy. How about Look bosses? <laughs> how, how do bosses react to you? They react to it, rack? too.
1: You know what? They, they're, they're impressed. They are like that, they're, right? they're, Yeah, they do. It's good to know they that you got respect.
2: somebody.
0: Even if it's out of detail, like, oh, good. If some shit pops off, i got that guy Kennedy yeah. on my team. He's, yeah. He's standing on the...
2: I went to the West Indian Day Parade once, and I had about... Six, seven years on a job and I, I have like fifty two medals not it's not uh, nothing like Tommy's, Man. but all the old timers saw that and they all came and they wanted to be in my team uh-huh. so I wound up getting the whole four six squad that you know and they all had like twenty five thirty years on <laughs> I had like seven years I was their boss for the West Indian day detail you know uh-huh. so it
1: does. Right. get
2: you a little it bit does. of respect.
1: Yeah, yeah, especially at details. There's a boss when you're mustering yeah. up. Yeah, they know you know yeah. the like, deal. If
0: anybody doesn't know about the West Indian par- uh, parade, if you happen to be listening to us from another state, okay, I'll give you an idea of what the West Indian parade is work uh, what it's like to work it. Every single cop as soon as you find out about it, you plan your vacation around, <laughs> around <it. laughs> So when you get the uh, the opportunity to uh, actually have a week off in July, One of the weeks that you're going to take off in July, guaranteed, if you finally work your way up to any type of seniority at all, whether you're going out of town, away on a vacation or not, that's the first week you take off right there. Yeah, you don't want to go to it. You don't care about Christmas come second.
2: Shooting, <laughs> the first thing shots you put, fired right in front of you. You don't even want hand. to
0: waste. You don't want to waste the opportunity to, on a personal day that could be denied on that. it has that, got a fall right the, in the middle
2: of your week. And off. the night before Jovert. Yes. Yeah. You is, want that whole week off? You want like, nothing? It's like to do hell with that night. Right? Yeah. Jolivet is like hell night. It's it's
0: like uh, gun night for. It's the uh, longest day oh you'll ever God. have in your life, man. Working that parade, and the, and the media. They report it like, oh,
2: it's wonderful. It's like a carnival. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yes, it's like a carnival with shots fired every 10 minutes. I remember
0: being <laughs> backed up against a barricade, both hands on the barricade, and just 100,000 people in front of me. And somebody came by with a, wheelbar- a wheelbarrow. There was a girl. You know, the music is just so loud, and people are dancing in the street. From the outside, you know, if you're just a civilian looking at it, it looks great. But you're standing there, you realize that at any point, this they could, could pick explode. me up. <laughs> yeah. They could pick me up and just take all my clothes off, my gun out of my. There's nothing you can and do. And sodomize you right in Eastern people. parkway. <laughs> You're surrounded by. people. There's nothing you you can't see a cop next to you. It's uh, yeah. you can't. You're the only one there.
1: And it's a 20 hour day. Yeah, yeah it's a I'll long, just, long day. On your just feet, oh, like.
0: all day, all day. So anyway, so that's a uh, that's an idea. I don't even know how we got on the West Indies Day parade, but I mentioned it, well, it was for some reason. But now people get an idea of what it was like to work that
2: 20-hour day. You know what? I just want one thing I want to say. And now that we're all sort of in different things, I'm pursuing acting and comedy and other things. You're just pursuing comedy and you're working on the side. Tommy's doing security. I always feel good when I'm around other cops for some reason. Like you feel this safety. Like you feel like, and I don't know if you guys feel the same. Yeah. But you feel like, and and people's like, well, what are you afraid of? Well, we know what to be afraid of because we've seen so much of it.
0: You know, it's a common
2: yeah. And when you're with other cops, I feel, really feel that you know that peacefulness and like you know that if anything happens, every one of these guys in this room is gonna have my back. You know, and you you don't. But and people might say, oh, what are you paranoid? No, we've seen the shit that can happen. Well, in that's this how world, things ha- things you know? happen. Yeah. yeah you know what's funny so I'm glad about, I didn't want the, to know that I was crazy or need a psychologist over go
1: ahead Tommy <laughs> what were you going to say well, see, that's why we'd fight each other you the, no, the, the last seat in the restaurant facing the door that's right yeah, uh, that's, that's right.
0: right yeah my girl takes that seat all the time now and it used to bother the hell out of me up first and I don't care you it don't like, care you know, just make her happy She's way younger than me. What am I gonna do? Yeah, fight just, over? Get into a fight over a chair? Face well, I, don't, not, I, don't, I don't have my gun on me anyway. If something happens, <laughs> fuck it. Like that. Fifty-one years old. They made it this far. She wants that seat? Knock yourself out. I don't have to look at anybody either.
1: She's got younger eyes than you too, so you can.
0: Yeah, she's in coming. her
1: thirties, man. God bless her.
0: It's a whole other.
2: Man, that's a tough. Like we were both married ten years younger. You're nineteen yeah. years, man. That's seventeen tough.
0: years. Seventeen,
2: okay. Pushing yeah, those man. Those extra years out there, man.
0: Yep. It's a big. It's a lot. There's a lot up of up Viagra
2: like M and M's or what?
0: <laughs> no, well,
1: <laughs> Tic Tacs.
0: <laughs> you know what I do? I might actually try and have another baby, so we'll see. Uh, but uh, you know, I got stoner sperm now. That's what she calls it. So when I do. <laughs> When I do uh, try to have a baby with her, I gotta put when I when I finally do it, I gotta move her around like a pinball machine. Your womb is co- your womb is polluted. <laughs> I gotta get my stone of sperm. Well, it's you. It's, I gotta move like her your... around. I gotta shake her up and down. <laughs> Let's pick her up and shake her up and down. Get into those cracks and crevices wherever it needs to go. You stone sperm. <laughs> All right, dude. So, uh, man, so you're the the street crime boss. Um, where are we right now? Do you, did you do your whole twenty?
1: Was that? I did my 20, yeah. Oh, you did, that yeah. was it? 20 and out? 20 and out. Well, the last five months was down 9-11, so down at uh, Ground Zero. Oh, you did get down there. Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. yeah, I was, I, actually, I got there on 9-11. I got there just before the second tower
2: dropped. Yeah,
1: that's when I got there. Yeah, yeah. and um, I worked there every day, seven days a week, then six days a week for the last five months of my job. Were you we, in the 2 retar- No, I was in the uh, support services. Oh, but that's okay. a story yeah. it, all by itself. You know, it all stems from the 2-4 uh, the incident with the Latin King. Yeah, t- tell that story. All,
0: all right. Oh, well, You worked in the 2-4? Worked in the 2-4. So. I worked in the 2-4. That's yeah. the first
1: squad I went to. Oh, really? It's uh, I was there in uh, 96, 97.
0: Yeah, I probably got there like 2000. Okay. No, maybe 2001. All right. They pulled us out of, uh, we were having a grand old time in warrants. And then they got rid of uh, the police commissioner, Carrick. Mm-hmm. The next guy to come in, he didn't he, we, they needed to backfill the squads. The warrants was great. so they put me in um, I had to go to a squad. okay, the two four. could have done worse. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> uh, I went to the 2 six afterwards, which actually was slow, which, uh, yeah. which I like better, but the two four it could be popping in into this. this work it's, everywhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, this work everywhere.
0: So what happened to you in the two4?
1: Oh, a little bit of a tussle. So uh, <laughs> I was a patrol supervisor on the 2 one night. Good driver um young kid and there's this uh projects uh on ninetieth street in Amsterdam. So a call comes in, housing housing unit picks it up, housing scooter, a single man unit. Uh, it's uh Grand lossy of a car in the garage, uh multiple males. So we respond. I, I respond as backup, this kid's all alone. Go into the go into the garage and there is uh four or five Young males stripping an Acura, right, like wow, right, right, still the, there, huh? right in the middle of it. Yeah, just they see us, it's off to the races. So me, I'm I'm on my years then, so uh, <laughs> so I grab the big fat guy, but he's 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 a head taller than me, and he's about he's got me about 70 pounds. But anyway, so we we mix it up. We're in the back alleyway, and uh, you know, trying to get him on the fence, trying to get him cuffed, and he's pushing off, pushing off. I try to grab his cuffs. Yankees' legs out from under him. He holds himself up on the fence, turns around, takes cuffs. C- you mean the cuffs of his pants? By the cuffs of his pants. Okay. Yeah. yeah. On the cuff. It's
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, called off the cuff. <laughs> yeah. No, because
1: I thought you had him cuffed already. <laughs> no, no, I was trying, trying. It wasn't quiet. Remember, ready. I smoked before we did this shit. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know,
2: people don't realize that if someone doesn't want to be cuffed, it's, it's almost impossible, impossible to get them cuffed. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no matter how strong you are. Yeah. It's like.
0: It's like when you're chasing somebody, you catch up to them. Why does the person that's running away always get caught? They, they're running as fast as they can, too. It's something about it. Yeah, anyway, we'll
1: yeah. never figure that out. We're, <laughs> uh, we're cops. Go ahead. So he comes off the fence. T- t- he hits me a couple of times. I hit him. We're mixing it up. Get him back around. Try to take him down. When you say he
0: hits you, he's... He's, he's
1: punching me in the head. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm blocking and, you know, deflecting it. I'm hitting him. Hitting, Everybody hitting, was hitting him kung
2: back. fu fighting. Uh-huh. It, was, it was Marcus of Queensbury. <laughs> Rules that I'm sure yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: So finally, he, uh, he gives me a whack, pushes me back. I, I go down against an opposite fence on the, other side, of the uh, other side of the alleyway. And I go, hell with this. This guy's, we're, we're at it. So I, I'm, I take my gun out. I put it in his face. I go, you know, you know, get on the fence, get on the floor. He looks at me like, yeah, right, what are you going to do with that? And he grabs the gun. Now I'm thinking, like, I, I tossed him. I know he's got nothing on him. So I go. So he grabs the gun. I go. What am I going to do? Shoot this guy in the face? And I'm guy for grabbing my gun, but he's not trying to take it from me. So he just pushes it down, like and calls my bluff, basically. He pushes it down, gives me a whack, and takes off. So I take off running after him. About a four block chase. In the interim, my chauffeur, my driver, is off somewhere else, fighting with another guy a few blocks away. Guy gets winded. The guy I'm chasing gets winded about four blocks away and stops. You know, get down on your get down on your belly, get down on your belly. Um, I run over, and uh, he's he's laying on his hands. So uh, you know, so let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. Like I give him a, I give him a kick in the ribs and a little uh, uh, physical persuasion, mm-hmm. and uh, and he takes his hands out and I cuff him up. Now I'm I'm saying like, you know, get up, get up. Backup units are coming. Get up and I, uh, he's still, he's still struggling. You know, he's a big guy. So I, I lock his shoulder blades back, grab by the, mm-hmm. the chain of the cuffs and I lock his shoulder blades back, lift him up. And he gets on his feet, but I'm keeping him at an arm's length in case he kicks back, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden this guy goes, takes a face plant right into the concrete, right? He passed out. Passed out, right? All right. Get him up. Gets the backup unit comes. Gets him up. I go take him to the take them uh, to the uh, to the hospital. Was it like adrenaline? Well, we find out later. So uh, I find out later that just as this whole thing is um, transpiring, a community activist group is ending their meeting. Now, this is a community activist group that wanted to disarm the police and, you know, crazy stuff like that. And, um, you know, we're looked on, looked at gangs as community organizers and good for the community. Uh, Guy's got about a bunch of stitches in his head, lost a tooth, got a black eye. The guy who face planted. So, next thing I know, I get called down to the DA's office. I'm going to testify before the grand jury, and they come back with an indictment, and I surrender myself for, uh, for arrest down at... Uh,
2: but how did that all go down, though? Did, well, was it through IAB, or did the DA's office try to get tricky? The DA's office tried to get tricky.
1: I yeah. was, I was you, know, you know, I was called down to give my statement
2: so they were but, taking a statement without Miranda. Correct. And But you were you told I, you were a subject. Correct. Correct. So they wanted you just to run at the mouth, and they're going to use that against you. Yes.
1: But it was, right, to draw up the collar. Yeah. At 5 o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Right. The DA sat there, the official corruption unit DA sat there, and introduced his TA as himself. Now, if, for whatever reason, um, so I gave my statement as I would an affidavit. What to, is that? The TA, uh, to trial, trial assistant. assistant.
0: So yeah, this the DA is actually saying I'm the trial assistant. Correct.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next thing I know, I'll go to the grand jury. I'm going to give my testimony, and it's the trial assistant who is an official corruption unit DA. Mm-hmm. I give my statement. You know, uh, told him what happened. Lifted the guy off the floor. You know, like lifted him to his feet. And the guy just collapsed. He's a Latin King lieutenant, big with the Latin Kings. Now, I, I don't know. The guy know, who face-planted. Who face-planted, right. Um,
0: and for those of you who don't know, the Latin Kings was a big-time dr- uh, gang back in 80s and
1: 90s. hmm yeah. It started in the 50s in Chicago and branched out in prison and branched out from there. It's mm-hmm. a violent street gang. Right. Yeah. Almost like
0: uh, the way MS-13 is looked upon now, that's the way... Latin kings were looked upon back then.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Before they uh, hired a PR firm and uh, kind to of... Clean to clean up their image. clean up their image, yes, yeah. which, which was effective politically. Yeah, in absolutely. A of, in a lot of areas. Um, fast forward, I'm standing, you know where the perches uh on the 80 Center Street, you know, with cops yeah, hanging. Yeah, yeah, So I go down and I'm surrendering uh, to the official uh, corruption unit. You're nervous, huh? My nervous? No. No? Not at all. Never once. Never once. I did nothing mm-hmm. wrong. Um, it turns out he had uh, cocaine and heroin in his blood. Okay. Large amounts. He's speedballing. He was a big guy. He ran four blocks after a brawl with me. There were mm-hmm. witnesses to the brawl. And it was an interpretation, a politically... But who politically. was pushing this, though? The political organization that was... Emptied out that day, and it was uh, a couple of witnesses on the street saying, "Oh my God, he threw him! Threw him to the sidewalk! Right, this three hundred pound guy he threw pound him guy. like I lifted you him up. Hulk Hogan. I lifted him up and threw him to the sidewalk. Yeah. So, what? I, I listen. Perception. Two second. Two second incident. How tall are you? Five nine. Okay, so this guy's three hundred pounds. I'm sure he's got a couple
0: inches in the oh, height. Oh
1: yeah,
0: he name. did. Yeah, sure. So that yeah. that helped in court too. Uh, in the beginning, it didn't, but I would imagine. Right, the
1: grand jury was a joke, of course. You know, yeah. right? The indictment of the ham sandwich. Yep. So what they charged me with, which was I was shocked. The only curveball when I went down to Manhattan DSA, DA's office to be processed was um, the typing up the arrest report and uh, assault one. Oh my God! Yeah, assault one. The world was my weapon. The sidewalk. So just I'm like greater than Thor, and that aspect
2: wow. and then assault one has to be serious physical injury or a um, impairment of, of you know permanent, permanent. impairment Correct. Yeah. yes yeah um that probably helped his face that guy
1: went for a five-week trial for a four-second incident five weeks five-week trial and homicides yeah uh, yes <laughs> trials are like yes. over two days and um, who represented you? John Patton from the SBA. Good. Awesome.
2: Good. Awesome yeah. man. Awesome well, he man. was a hired gun, though. He wasn't an SBA attorney. He
1: was the SBA attorney. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. I, I was kind of on the fence. Yeah, I, sure. You know, I, I, I hired a gun. I mean,
2: the, the PBA uses the London brothers, right? were right. in right. Stu London. Yeah, yeah.
1: So he was their specialty attorney. He was their criminal attorney. And uh, just an awesome man. So the five-week trial, not guilty. Of course.
2: Never- How long did it take the jury to come back?
1: Uh, three hours.
2: Which is quick. That's quick. that's very quick. Yeah, yeah. Five yeah. Weeks. Which is a good, that's usually a good sign, I guess. How are right?
1: you talking about for five
0: weeks? I guess it was all... Let me things.
2: ask something, though. What, what, you think the police department was at all involved, too, in not protecting you and not...
1: I, I'd have to say so. Yeah. Well, well, then I went, after I was not guilty, I went to a department trial. Right. So the department trial... Um, I hired a kinesiologist. Which
0: is different because the level of
1: um, proof has, is less, right? It's correct. It's an administrative trial, you know. Uh, kangaroo ran, court. Kangaroo court, rang by the, uh, the um, NYPD. However, I took it one step further uh, on the allegations and I hired a kinesiologist who testified, the scientists testified that it would be impossible. For me to lift this gentleman off the uh, ground and throw him to it. Right. Uh, not guilty at the department trial. That's so, great. And that's two. so hard to do. It was. That's
2: really hard to do. Yeah. yeah. It was Especially good that if hired the that police department c- had a hard on for you, you know? Yeah.
0: It's a good thing yeah. you hired that psychic. Yeah, it's uh, okay. you know, They always come in handy. <laughs> Kinesiologist. <laughs> yes. the fuck I I, they, I, didn't, I, did. I didn't know what that <laughs> was. I, I saw saw that was I fat rotten king. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like force, motion, <laughs> physics. <laughs> Brujeria. <from>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she came in.
0: So, you hire your own guy. And t- so you're two for two. But what happens? Is two is for two. Clear? So
1: this is. Uh, so when I was unmodified, I was. In the two eight precinct, uh, in the hub site. Now the hub site was where they'd bring all the prisoners from Manhattan North, and we'd transfer yeah, them down. That. Yeah, I used to
0: love dropping my guy over there. <laughs> yeah. <eight>, like
1: <laughs> so uh, I was there. These guys were pissed, man.
0: For those who don't know, it's like you'd make an arrest, and you're up, uh, you're uptown, and the ride downtown it's a big pain in the ass. So instead of having you know these detectives uh, gain more overtime, you could drop your body off at the two eight, and they had cops there that that was their tour. They would. At some point, they'd grab all these bodies out of the cells from all the precincts up north and they'd make one trip
1: downtown yep. with your paperwork. So uh, you worked in that hub? So I worked in that yeah. hub and uh, as a supervisor there. And I was happy. They said, Well, oh, that's, you, where they,
0: that's where they put you was, because that's, you got jammed up. Correct. Correct. So but you when I got to
1: get any overtime, though, right? I wasn't. No, I wasn't.
0: So it was better than Viper, though. Oh, yeah. Viper Absolutely. you just sit well, there and you
2: watch
1: at this point I bet you just wanted gun to make squad. it to your
2: twenty years and get the hell off the job. Well, but. this is
1: this is what happened when I was um, sitting in the hubside, I was restored to full duty. I got my gun and shield back and they said, Where do you want to go? And I said, I am happy as a clam, right here. I had maybe two years to go at this point. And uh, then I'm, one day I'm watching the So the fight the fight
0: didn't need to get back on the street, that was gone now? It was gone. You know what I did? Though? They put it out.
1: They, they the job. Put you know it what out. I did? I used we my time. We didn't to...
2: start the fire. <laughs> it was always better. <laughs> uh, I, I
1: I used my time there to uh, actually write a manuscript, and it's a kind of a uh, a band of brothers story.
2: You
0: mean a
1: screenplay? Uh, no, no, a book. Novel. Oh, Oh, book. Novel. All right. Yeah.
2: We're gonna have to bring him here when Michael O'Keefe's here. I teach him how to get that thing to a novel form. Right? Yeah.
1: It's uh, it's good. It's. Uh, you a good writer? I think I am. It was very well received. So uh, the Band of Brothers book is about your days in anti-crime? Well, it's about, it's about, it's semi-autobiographical. It's about a, uh, it takes place in the late 90s, but it kind of, the timelines uh, collapse. And it's the, how did we get here today? Mm-hmm. And the the fights and the the camaraderie and the the humor and the irreverence and the and how these people. And the lead come. character has great hair, right? Great hair, <laughs> unbelievable. It's you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a, it's a very raw, it's very real, it's very dynamic. Is your is your book published? It's not, no. So I mean, you're looking yeah, for a publisher? I am. It's finished. It's finished. did you say it was it? like 800
2: pages,
0: it is. So you may have to edit it down, right?
1: Yeah, well, I'm changing a couple of characters names Kill some and babies. Kill some babies. That's
0: what they call it. <laughs> and you kill, kill some babies. babies. Every, no, that's what they call it in writing. Because no, all I, your scenes are great I, in your head, but at look, some point, oh, well, gotcha. you got to I know you gotta that kill uh, some uh, a
2: novel can't be 800 pages. No one's going to publish it if it's no, 800 no, pages. You no may make a
1: couple of books out of that. You right.
2: But and, and the process of getting it published, I think, is pretty tough, too, right?
1: It is. Well, it's with the, uh, the editor now. So uh, we'll, we'll see the end product. Right. But, uh, but it started as a catharsis, you know, as I was sitting in that cell area, you right. know, and just longhand writing it and then typing it up. and it That's was, amazing. It was a process. You are in a process. bad spot, too. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah.
0: You had, like, look at what happened, okay? You, um, they took what was a very, very active guy. Aggressive in the street, taking guns off the street, locking up bad guys. And what do you do with those guys?
2: You break them. Yeah. <laughs> they break you, you keep, down, Yeah, man. you kill their will. The Ralph, I mean, so the Ralph Friedmans of this world could not exist. It's, yeah, the Tommy Kennedys, they
0: put the exist. fire out. Yeah. So there's they put no, the fire out no of, no of no you.
2: There's
0: no place so while for you anymore. There, you're
1: sitting you're writing about this. So I'm, I'm sitting I'm writing about this. When was this? the last time you read it? Uh, two days ago, wow. you still agree with it? I still agree with it. All right, yeah. I, as a matter of fact, it aged very well. I was shocked. You got to do it, yeah. You know, a lot
0: of these people are doing now, um, because you have you know, he mentioned it's, it's too long for a novel, but if you think about it as a, as a, a way to get it into a screenplay, screenplay form, yeah. where you, now mm-hmm. you have a whole season or you got right. two or three seasons, do you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, because an 800 page thing, there you got tons of stories, a ton of this material. Is, these yeah. are like, um. There was a show about the Rampart guys on uh on cable. And I, I remember I enjoyed that show a lot. It was the guy with Michael Chiklis. Remember him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Commissioner? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well before after the commish well maybe it was before he had that show and it was about the Rampart guys. You know, it was almost like uh um, Oh I remember that show. Yeah, that was very of, good. Yeah. It, it was yeah. it was based off of a real unit yeah. that really did get involved in a lot of stuff uh involved with drug dealing and stuff like that some guys got collared but that's to me what you're saying right now sounds a lot like that's with that because you know you got to kill some babies but you don't you don't really kill them you just put them off on the side right you can make a novel out of it Mm -hmm. and once somebody comes after you with the novel and like oh this would be a great screenplay yeah well guess what i got more stories you can make this into a whole season right no you know
2: police stories are great i mean uh, the evidence of that is how many damn shows on TV are about police work. I mean, every other one is about... And not all of them are, are very good. I mean, Law & Order uses all NYPD stories. Yeah, that's, a, you know, that's an anomaly. Uh, NYPD Blues, same thing. They used... Uh, they yeah, get they borrowed the from that. We're talking about
0: using real stories. Well, well, those were real stories, Some, but they didn't no, pay but for that, them. Yeah, but we're talking about the same unit that actually... It's a different thing. It's almost like um, the other show that was Look, on HBO. Look, he doesn't want to
2: give his personal stories away to anybody because they're his. It's yeah. like
0: Rocky wants to play Rocky. <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah. know, so Mr. Uh-huh. Stallone wants to play Rocky. Maybe if I still had the hair. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, yeah. Now you'd have Not to be anymore. a boss. Yeah. 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 Now you'd have to be like... Uh, no, because you've got to be
2: very careful. Like, a lot of these TV shows want this shit for free, you know? And then right. they're going to exploit you and you're going to walk away with a six-pack, right. you know? And it's well, worth a lot of money in the right hands.
0: I mean, yeah, you could, you could could uh, you could sell your... You're right there, off right away up front. You can figure out a way to still be part of it. Um, but in the end, you know, you want to want to cash out. You just, that's where you got to be careful the direction that you're going. Right. Hold on to it, you know, as a consultant or or um, be the producer of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's
2: funny. When I retired, I thought I was like going to try to write too. And yeah. I realized how hard writing is. Right. And I took a writing course. And I was like, this is too hard. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not yeah. doing this. And then I wound up migrating to comedy. I've been doing comedy for you know, like it's five years now. I,
0: I did the same exact thing. You know, I was a stand-up comic. And I said, I'm going to write you know about my time on the police but the problem is i don't really have i didn't really do it too many interesting things <laughs> so i wrote about that <laughs> you know all my things about how it never happened you, should, you to gotta me. just
2: tell how you avoided that, shit to well, go because yeah. you had a comedy show every that single one of my
0: stories and cops love it because it's like you know even though you're a great cop you know guys like me you know what i'm saying <laughs> i came in you know i did what i had to do you got the number but I wasn't going to be a shining star. Yeah. Everybody you know? had their place. Right, right, yeah. right. i help you out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I was in the Queens Marines talking about that, I remember we had a guy who came there, a Spanish guy, real good cop, man. And all he wanted to do was make collars. Wherever he was, they were holding him back. So he thought if he could get to the task force that he could manipulate it. And um, once again, he went to he went to a place that it wasn't really you know there's not that many active people there. Some people write their summonses, some people make their DUI arrest, but it is what it is. Some people work at Shea Stadium, well now at City Field. We took him in, me, and my partner, and we used to let him sit and while we were eating or doing whatever we doing, we'd let him watch a phone booth or something like that with his binoculars, and then he'd say, "All right now," and then we just throw the car, the van down, <laughs> we go grab this guy, collar him up. He got his bodies in the back. We bring him back to the command, help him do his paperwork. You know, that's how you work together. Right. We're doing a job. I didn't want the collar, but, right, you know, right. we'll help you get it. Just as long as I don't have nothing to do with it. You know, so um, I think you got a really good idea with that With that thing. You know, you might have, like you said, in order to get into a novel, let your editor work is magic. Right. But don't get rid of those stories. Keep them on the side. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and when you,
1: when you retired, what year was it when you retired? Uh, right after nine eleven, so I was telling you I was sitting in the uh, in the cell area, writing down this manuscript or uh-huh. whatever, this catharsis, this this material stuff that you had to get off your chest. Yeah, and um, there was this uh, commission, the uh, city council commission, and Couric and Anamone were testifying before it about police brutality. That
2: Marlon? The the Mullen commission?
1: No, no, no. It was some kind of smaller city council oh, okay. uh, police brutality commission. So uh, one of the uh, council members say, what about this uh, Sergeant Kennedy who's uh, – they, they settled with this, uh, this victim of his for you know, $3.6 million, and uh, he's in charge of prisoners every day. So I just closed up my folder and walked to the locker and just started packing. Of course, they looked at each other, and they said, oh, uh, we're not – we're not following that, but we'll 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 get back Look to you into on that. that. Yeah, that's all you need. So, the how did you hear about that? I was watching it on TV. Oh, really? So and you heard your name? Yeah, on Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! So uh, that that very uh, night, telephone message got transferred to. Uh, uh, it was originally Bronx property clerk, and that's okay because I didn't want to go outside. Right, right. But I had my night diff, and I didn't want to give up the night differential. Right. So, some inspector... What, what what
2: that is, is cops get another, like, what, about $5,000 a year for working at night. Right. So, that's the, that's what that is, night shift. So, difference. as I was
1: coming through my final years, my golden years, I didn't want to lose that. No. I was like pensionable money. So, this inspector uh, ended up taking me under his wing and uh, giving me a uh, support services bureau. So, I was there for about a couple of months on midnights, not doing much of anything, and... Uh, Got some writing in. 9-11. Oh, 9-11, 9/11. happened. 9-11. Yeah. So my last five months were down there. I retired right from the site. And uh, that was a career. That was a career. But that was my 20th year. And obviously, uh, it was a no-brainer. As long You as had to get out. Had to go out. Cause I, to I, I would out, yeah. have never uh, matched the pensionable monies. Unfortunately, again.
0: when you're active like that, at some point, Shit happens, bro. You got to make Man. a
1: decision to go for
2: your know, for your family. Not that you stepped yourself. on your
0: dick, but the job thinks you did. Yeah, yeah. It was a
2: no-brainer. And the job will get you. It will definitely go after you. You know.
0: So you were working down there. I'm sure your emotions were probably running high back down there too, right? They were,
1: absolutely. All of us. You know, we were all we were all affected. You mm-hmm. know, we all lost friends, family.
0: I worked. And I didn't work down uh, at the actual site. I did a lot of uh, family center stuff, okay. like because um, I was the detective in warrants. The grieving so they, center, mm-hmm. yeah. We used to, there was uh, a lot of collars being made there too, believe it or not. People, people faking coming it. in there and you know making false claims. Yeah, and, uh, right. but um, but you you working down there, you are seeing it in your face every single day and yeah, meeting I'm the sure families of the. People yeah, I was I was know. meeting that that was crushing. Yeah, That's that had to be tougher in a lot of ways. Yeah, that that yeah. messed yeah. me up down there. Yeah. You know, because, you same, know, I you, was
2: working at the morgue and uh, not all the time, but uh-huh. I you know I was in homicide for almost ten years and I never saw anything. In homicide, like, like what that. I saw, I brought in <laughs> from 9/11.
1: You I, know, I, I, you know I, I always say after 9/11, I said, "You think you saw everything?" Yeah. Until, Until you my, worked 911 my third day in Iraq. Oh, okay. You okay. got really pissed, though. I you got, got you, were, you were upset. I got what pissed. We, I, I'll tell you, you, I was decided looking you were going to do something about it, right? I said, "There's got to be some payback somehow." What did do? Where I, to, I went to uh, to Iraq with the Department of State, and I uh, was training the. Uh, Baghdad uh, Central Investigation Division and their uh, Explosive Ordnance Division. But my third day in Iraq, uh, we got there. We were, we were not in the green zone. We were in the red zone in Saddam's circle. We saw them pull down Let's the statue. Tell us what that means. So the green zone was a protected area by the US, U.S. military. We were in downtown Baghdad in a hotel. So it's more dangerous to be in the red zone. In the red zone, yeah. We had Kurdish force protection, uh, which means we had guards, armed guards, that protected this hotel that was occupied by several government agencies. So I got there. I've seen everything, right? There's nothing that's going to shake me. Uh, we're there for a few days. We have a full bar. We're drinking. We're smoking Cuban cigars. You hear gunshots in the distance every now and then. I go, just like the 3-2. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> my words, just like the 3-2. <laughs> so I'm, I'm laying in bed one morning, with a hangover, and machine gun fire starts. And it becomes more brutal, more quicker, you know, just rapid and yelling and screaming. Now, there is a main hotel called the House of Deer. And I had to go, I, I caught a later flight, so I was put in a, a smaller hotel building about half a block away uh, on the fourth floor. So this machine gun fire is going crazy, right? Iraqis and Kurds are going crazy, screaming at each other. And uh, I'm laying in the bed because I have a four-foot concrete kind of patio outside my window. And how many uh, stray bullet homicides have you been to or, right, shootings? So I go, I'm not, you know, poking my head above this wall or sitting up in my bed and catching a a stray round. round. But then you can just... Kept getting uh, worse and worse. And You could tell it was more an emergent situation. So I was didn't wasn't it taking it very seriously. My first three days there, when we were issued our our weapons, our our uh, M4s and our what's an M4? Uh, it's an m 4s assault rifle. It's okay, a it's uh, thirty round clip, five five six. Um, so I had loaded one one thirty round mag, and uh, the rest I said I'll get to it. I'll get to it when I get to it. So, but there's something happening here. So I go out on the on the patio. The same the, patio on, you on, said you're not going to go correct. out. Correct. Yeah. It was. I just had to do something. And just then, at the end of the alleyway, two insurgents, men with black masks on, try to take the wall. They're armed. They're coming up with AKs and a uh, one-headed R- RPG. Into the hotel. At the hotel.
0: Oof.
1: So I repelled them. With my with the ammo I had, and I was going in to reload.
0: A rappel is in the, which you're using for a shot. That's uh, another shot. word. Yes, <laughs> he's holding the wall. <laughs> <Yes>. Okay.
1: Yes. <laughs> Just like the three two. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they cacked off a twenty five hundred pound truck bomb, which blew me across the room, oh, head over heels. You drove it down that alley. And no, the alley next door, and my windshield, my whole window was on my back. It was viscreened, It was, um, they put plastic just for occasion so it would come out whole and not shatter. Just know? like the 3-2. Just like the 3-2. <laughs> <laughs> so this 2,500-pound truck bomb absolutely devastating, devastated the entire building, my building, the hotel. Um, destroyed uh, massive amounts of um, up-armored SUVs, property everything that was on the, on the site. And uh, that was my first experience with an actual explosion. I guess and you I, took the shit serious from then I point took it, on, right? I took it. was a... Thank God it happened then because it was a real wake-up call. And, uh, you know... It then, served th- you. Then it got worse from there. But I was walking around to devastation. I was like, you, you thought you saw everything on 9-11 until this. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, now, were you were you assign, you enlisted in the army or what? Was, no, no, it was a, it was a contract. It was a. It was a You're like tip, a mercenary, right? Eh? Some people call it that. It's not a as soldier of fortune. Soldier of fortune. Right. Yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah. That sounds cool. Either one of them. Sounds well,
0: if
2: cool. they, you know, if people heard how much you got paid, they still wouldn't do it. <laughs> right? Oh, it's blood money. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah. Blood. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I wouldn't do I it. it was like 150 grand a year, tax free back then. Yeah. Back then, sure. It sounds like, well, it's really sounds like good, but try to Do are that we, for a
1: year. We lost, uh, year. we came in with 67 in my group. Uh, we lost uh, 23.
0: Of you your, the those type of guys who were yeah. yeah. doing your
1: type of yeah.
2: work. Yeah. yeah. Well, most wow. of them retired cops.
1: Most what, of them enforcement? were. Most of them
0: were, yeah. yeah. Wow. This is the
2: next And guys of lost this limbs, they two. lost absolutely. arms and legs. absolutely. And absolutely. I you could have very easily also, lost, lost arms and legs. You know, the amazing so, thing is that, uh, it, it, it's, such a, it's such a great thing to even know you, man. Seriously. Oh, what a, what listen, a, a, I'm blessed
0: to know you, you guys. guys great, really. uh, Let just, me ask you a question. Uh, I'm blessed to, to have met you too, I, I want to say. but So you're there. This is your third day. Did you think about going back after that? I mean, what did no, you do? You no. A I was kind a of, year. I was
1: kind of on a mission. No, he went central.
2: I'm going 63. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but think about it. I mean, you retired. You got your pension at home. Fuck yeah. this hundred and fifty thousand, yeah. man. I don't want to yeah. be in this shit. It was I was in it? You got I was one gun. These guys have a, a truck with a bomb. So on you, you
2: lasted the whole year then? Yeah, I did. You
0: stayed the whole year.
2: And did I, it get any better? Or it got no, worse? it got
0: worse. You got oh, wow. w- more. How many days did you have in between? Because I'm sure you did. You ever have moments again where there was three days nothing, then boom, it got really. Bad oh, absolutely. Again. That's the way absolutely. it was. We that got was hit, the but we, we
1: got hit all the time. We got we. So got
0: hit. you knew that if you, there were like two or three days went by, you knew something was going to happen soon. Yeah,
1: yeah. They're reupping. Yeah, they're rearming. Yeah. What were you telling your wife? Uh, at they home? were hitting your nothing. hotel.
0: Nothing. Nothing. You nothing. As a matter
1: of fact, the, uh, the, the Al sadir bombing. I had finally got access to a uh, sat phone, and I called her up, and she was watching it. I said, "All yeah. right, I just want to let you know." Um, Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay, And who did you leave behind? You had a wife? Wife and two kids, but we were going through some...
0: How old were the kids? 13 and 11. Yeah. And how long did you, the first, uh, when you got your hands on that phone, how long was it from the time that you left to the time that you made that call?
1: Probably, uh, I probably spoke to them the day before.
0: The day before you left? No, no, no,
1: the day before, from, from Iraq.
0: Yeah. Oh, because I thought that you wouldn't speak to them for months. Oh no
1: no no no. We were constant contact. Okay. Yeah.
0: So
2: Tommy, let me ask you something. What kept you there? What really seriously? What kept you there it was so dangerous. What, what were you? Did you feel you were doing something that was really? I, I did. I, I
1: believed it back then. My my my. You know, obviously, uh, in hindsight, maybe we shouldn't have been there.
2: Yeah.
1: But at the time. Um, you weren't looking for that Turkish dude from the dry cleaning, were you? I already found him. <laughs> but that was... Uh, you were trying to get your second combat cross overseas. <laughs> oh. um, but it was, uh, it was quite fluid. It was quite fluid. So These they blew
0: are, up that hotel. What do they do with you next? Where do they put you next? You got well, to- we
1: rebuilt it. We stayed there. So you stayed in that hotel. They rebuilt you it. You rebuilt it. They re-upped the, uh, the... We were driving around in up-armored uh, SUVs uh, to, uh, to our locations in Baghdad. So, of course, you know, every, every kid with a stick wants to throw it at Baghdad. So uh, we'd be driving around and get, you know, hit with an IED here, IED there. Wow. Uh, How do they know who's who? Uh, we were at big white, big white uh, trucks with... So they knew. Uh, right, yeah, we back- stood up. We stood out like we did in anti-crime, you know, in, wow. in Harlem. So, um, yeah, lost a, lost a lot of friends there. and uh, So you couldn't go out to the street and get food and stuff like that? No, no. It was to- like being in prison. They, they it was self-contained. They had a you know, they had a You dining. would just go
0: to your meetings and you would do your training, you were training people there, but in the meantime, you were getting involved in well, skirmishes, right?
1: Yeah, go, going to and fro.
0: You
2: know, yeah. we, we well, was it, let on me ask you Pavel.
1: When looking back on it now, was it worth it? I think all life experiences, good and bad, you know, uh, yeah, it I, makes you it, who you are. Right. Yeah, yeah. So so I I do. I I I believe uh, especially the work I had did done later on in, in Afghanistan where I saw actual results and I know what I did in Afghanistan. I bought young men and women home in one piece because right. of the what I brought to the, to the fight there. Right. Um, Iraq we had uh, we had kind of a cutting edge. We, uh, I got called into this colonel's office and he goes, you know, he goes. I can see. I can see you're sexy. And I go. oh, Colonel, <laughs> I, thank you very much. You know, uh, it's a military word. Well, well, the the go, he goes. No, you asshole. He goes. The combined exploitation cell. You know, he goes. You have access to the uh, to the Baghdad. Because we lived, we lived in on the economy. We were, we were in the streets. Right. Uh, so, the sexy unit was out of Camp Victory, and it was a task force with DEA, ATF, FBI, uh, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, and EOD uh, to forensically exploit these IEDs. um, And what I did was I took the game to the street, and I taught the Iraqi EOD how to forensically exploit these IEDs, and we were closing down these IED networks. How did you learn that? Training. Training. I went to advanced training. Oh, they taught you yeah. how to do this.
2: Yeah. But yeah. did you use any of your police? Well, it, it, it's all
1: relative. Yeah. It comes in I, handy, right? It does. What you, know, you
2: learned g- in anti-crime, did, did it come in handy I, I in Iraq? I can tell
1: you, yeah, you get things done. Yeah. You know how to get things done. You know how to talk to well, people. leadership, you know to, yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. It, it translates. You,
2: you know. know, also as a boss, you know, when they see you're, you're going in first, that gets you a lot of right. respect, yeah. right? I'm talking about leading street cred front. in Iraq, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, leading from the yeah, front. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. But this—that's that's wild, man. I, I i knew that you were in Iraq. I had no idea. How what you, you what there? you did.
1: I was there? Say for a year, and then the Afghanistan for three and a half tours. What Which is, was what was the time of that? What How is, is the tour? Tour was uh, I was with the 82nd Airborne, air assault. Then I went over to the 101st Airborne, air assault, and then I finally ended up with the. 1st Marine Division in Helmand. What is a tour, a year? A year. Uh, one tour was a year and a half. <clears throat> so you yeah, so you, did, you me, did over
2: five years yeah. in Afghanistan? Mm-hmm. Wow. Four and a half.
0: You mm-hmm. can probably oh, do shit. stuff as a civilian, even though you were prior law enforcement, you're, hiring, you're hired from an outside agency. You could probably do stuff that the military can't do.
1: That's exactly was my place. That was exactly my place. We weren't under the Uniform Code of Military Justice. We, we brought to the table skill sets, that the military um, humanters, human intelligence, the guys who do uh, debriefings or interrogations, we had full access to that. We didn't have to write reports or approaches. You know, when
2: all this shit's going on, it seems with something like waterboarding seems so ridiculous i mean like yes of course we should fucking waterboard yeah, you know of course I mean? we should waterboard. they're cutting people's heads off yeah, they're,
1: they're, yeah. you know well but that was <laughs> us it was we we toilet uh, boarding's good toilet, <laughs> toilet boarding that board. ralph did, <laughs> <Right>. ralph did <laughs> the, toilet the, origin, the origins
0: of waterboarding come from toilet boarding <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: He was a renaissance man. That was invented in uh, Fort Apache in the 70s. You know, wait a minute. There
0: probably was some came before. It was probably some guy like, you know, you know what we used to do? We used to stick the head in the toilet. Yeah, it was Ralph Friedman in Fort Apache. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. So toilet you did 40. five and a half years over there. So can you speak the language? I used to. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to hold a pretty good, uh, and, and I can like probably curse some. What is it Urdu? Uh, no, it, that's Indian. That's Apache. Uh um, oh, okay. It's uh, Pashtun. Pashtun and Dari in Afghanistan and it's a Arabic in uh in Iraq. Wow. Yeah. So there was two it's different languages you had to learn? Three. Three? But it's it's a purpose it's a perishable skill, as you know. You know. Like I, I studied six years of German, right? Mm-hmm. Four in high school, two in college. And uh, right now I can order uh order a nice German meal, and probably solicit a prostitute. That's, well, it's you know, one of those
0: It's like almost like learning lines to a script. Like, you're uh, going to go yeah, right. audition, you learn it and I don't know this freaking part, like the back of my hand. All I had to do was study basically like an hour before I went in. I'm talking about a paragraph or two, right. not pages, but it's just, that's how your auditions come in, like two right, paragraphs. Sure. So you study the hell out of it, you know what I'm saying, for that one hour or the two hours that you have it. That's the way my brain works. I go in there, I bang it out, and I leave – and it's if gone. my girl asked me how was the audition, I couldn't even tell you the words anymore. Yeah, Oh absolutely. You it know, is a skill. Just it's kind skill of, sort of, uh, throw that. Uh... Let Let me ask you something though. How about How about now?
2: How do you feel, How do you feel now? How do you have any? I, 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 the same question I asked Ralph Friedman. Do you feel you have any PTSD from it? I think as oh, tops, it, it, we all have a all of course, way, but, Of course, of course. Know?
1: Um, it changes you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was. Uh, we were involved in a lot of um, a lot of air assaults. A lot of uh, high value targets were mm-hmm. taken or not taken, and. Uh yeah, it was, a, it was a tough environment, a very tough and environment. And how about when you
2: when you came home? Was it tough to adjust back It, it to was,
1: it was, but I, I'll tell you, I, w- I was ready. I, I was really ready, and I, I kind of retired for a little over a year until my wife said, yeah, no, enough of this. You know? yeah.
0: Serious question, though. Uh, yes. How are the chicks over there in Iraq?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are <What>, wait, <laughs> you know it, it actually ran the gamut, you know? That- they, they had some, like, westernized, because this is Baghdad, uh-huh. right? They had some like westernized uh, women who like really dressed alluringly, and they had some, um, you know,
2: wearing the Habib and stuff like that. Covered up, covered up. You couldn't really see too much. So it it, it ran. What are some Iraqi female names?
1: Oh, geez.
2: What do remember? your kids
0: call you from over there? What do they call you? The kids that you had over there, what do they call you? The How do you say daddy in Iraq?
2: Uh, <laughs> Tommy! <Yeah. laughs> Sergeant Tommy! <laughs> <laughs> what was your, was, what was actually, your rank in who, the service? I uh, was
1: a uh, lieutenant colonel. Oh,
2: okay. I, I mean, that, that's pretty high rank, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, Yeah, that's great. It was a GS rank. It was a government, uh, government rank. So uh, I'm not... Give, like me a ranks, rank. give me
2: the ranks under that, so we could appreciate what
1: level it is. There's private. There's buck private. <laughs> there's it's a field grade officer. Basically, okay. it's 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 a captain, lieutenant colonel, colonel. Oh,
0: see so you're above you a captain. That.
1: Yeah. 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 What are and you then, wearing
0: over there? You're not in a suit and tie, huh?
1: No, we're full full Matiques, right? Oh, yeah. Full uh, ACUs. Uh, Did you get those boots? You got those boots, the cool boots? I got the cool boots. Still have them. Yeah. You must have wore yeah. some heavy
2: duty body armor too, yeah.
1: right? Yeah. Full, full army gear
0: yeah yeah shit
1: full marine gear did you ever get
0: to the freaking the green zone over there where you could sleep i a good did. night?
1: i did i got to the green it's zone in I the red man. zone man it sounds oh, like you, can't you, you know what there. we you know what i, I gotta tell you we when we'd have to make a trip to camp victory and or, or the green zone right where they had the nice palaces and the restaurants mm-hmm. that we were safe to eat at so one day you can't you can only move if you have a certain number of uh people in the car gunners right you'd have a you'd have a driver you'd have a attack commander and you'd, you'd need three gunners right in, in the back of the car so one day i volunteered to be a gunner right this guy's going to camp victory you know do me a favor i gotta i gotta go see somebody sure i'm not doing anything we go up three gunners
0: this guys with machine guns correct
1: correct on the way back we get hit with uh two ieds i get lost i'm driving i get lost where there's no GPS. This is way before GPS. EPS. And uh, I'm trying to read this old British Air Force map, aerial map, trying to get my way back to uh, to the red zone uh, or to the green zone, to, to the red zone. Take the Willis
2: Avenue Bridge.
1: Make a left at the band that looks like a rock. And, uh, so uh, I get pulled. So we pull up on a uh, an army uh, blockade, right? And I walk up. I'm, now I'm in civilian clothes, right? But I have my 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 ID on me, and I'm I'm very so. You cautious. got out of the car. Got out of the car because I'm going to ask these guys directions how to how to get back to the green zone. Oh, shit. And uh, this guy's got a fifty cal trained on me, right? And I go, listen, listen. Uh, you know, I'm I'm so and so from so and so. He goes, yeah. I'm glad you came out that way because my my fifty cal gun is from New York, and he's in a real bad mood today, right? Just as I say, just as I. He says this, this guy unleashes a, a hail of uh, 50 cal bullets over my shoulder. Oh, oh shit. Right? At a who? Ca- a car pulling up behind us. Oh, my a my ca- An Iraqi car pulled up behind us. To do damage quickly. to you guys. Well, it was all V beds, and that's how they did it. They, they pull up on you and, and cack off. What is so, that V beds? Uh, Vehicle borne IED. So it's a car that's, stra- that's strapped, strapped with, with 107 mortars uh, or gonna, whatever. R- it's going to drive right into you. Drive right into you, yep. Is and there, there a driver a in that car? There's a driver in the car. So for so whatever reason... He's willing reason, to give up his
0: life. He knows he's dead, that guy. Correct.
1: Yeah, there's no reasoning with him. Suicide bomber. So he blew the engine up across the uh, across the windshield. And the guy. I see the guy. He's trying to pull the uh, the dead cord. Right? He's, he's yanking on it. It's not going. So he gets out of the car. And now we all take cover. And uh, he's uh, he's going to the trunk and open it. And I, I'm yelling at him in, in Arabic. I don't remember what it was now. Don't do it, motherfucker! Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. And sure enough, this guy's going to try to manually do it from the trunk. Oh, and I shit. just uh, defeated him. him but it was a crazy... So, bad day. Oh, bad man. day. Finally get back. The last, The last IED is we get through... We get through the checkpoint. Okay, so
0: you just, you defeated that guy. Yeah. But now you get your directions. Now I got my directions. And you're heading back, and then you have to face another. Did
1: you, him? Did you have easy pass? <laughs> we, it was like easy pass. So we're, we're at a checkpoint, giving our IDs, and his car pulls from the the um, local lane and goes right behind us. Now, I only know this because I, I saw the camera footage. So he's right on us for about... 30 40 seconds and we pull off and the Iraqi guard goes to him and he blows off but obviously he wanted to do us but he it was a it was a delayed fuse or whatever uh-huh. so we so that was the last so that was the like 3 IED murder this is just ride days. home this is a ride home oh, shit. so what? i find out the meeting the meeting I, uh, I, you know, that had to take place was, it was Mexican Day at Alcadir, and the guy wanted to go to the de facto, the, the, the uh, dining facility to meet the guy to get sour cream. So I said, "You
2: put your life put in that f- danger for sour
1: cream? cream. Yeah. So I, it was a, uh, it was a crazy place. The guy asked you for a ride. The guy asked me It's, to like, help it's him. like asking you
0: to, to hey, can you? There's nobody around. Can you? Um, can you give me a ride downtown so I could drop off my body? Yeah." And you you go along. It's exactly what it's like. Yeah. It's like uh, it's not we don't work together, but all right, you know, uh, there's nobody else left. I'll, I'll give you. I'll go down with. It. And something fucked up happens. You know, not so for nothing.
2: You survived that shit, man. You must feel you have a, a much bigger purpose in life now that you survived. It's crazy shit, man. I, I think
1: maybe just you know keeping my wife extraordinarily happy. I think that's that's my That's
2: your role in life from now, for now yeah. on. Yeah, because you played. You had your playtime. <laughs> I did. You I had did. years of playing. Your playtime is over, Thomas. <laughs> and now you better mow the lawn. <laughs> skim the pool. You know, kick cook dinner. Whatever the fuck she asked you to do. No more Iraqi uh, shit. No more IEDs. No, I'm blessed. Yeah, but
0: that guy, you know, a lot a lot of people say that, um, you know, when you do the type of time, And he come back here um, because now you're basically like in the military. When after you do those five years, you come back home, you get bored here real quick.
1: Does it all seem like a waste of time, like nonsense? Do you want to go back? No, I I think, you know, once in a while I I get offered some some missions, as we call it over there. Different different type of um, jobs. Uh, I want to go on a mission, man. Keep
0: give my shit. name but i want to do something like in hawaii <laughs> you know maybe me dominican uh, me too you know dominican Republic. if you ever have to do one of those man uh, I, I, I'm, I'm you gotta keep I, me I company i got your speed too. dial i speak spanish <laughs> and those missions they always take place in shitty places oh, man. man they do there's got to be some good missions though
1: there is i think i think kosovo you know yeah that one's probably good yeah, it's probably good because they you have run the into any other nypd guys over there uh, I think one or two. Yeah. I know Roger Perino was over Roger there. Roger Perino was there. Yeah, he's, he was actually in my program. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: He's back now. He's, he just got a big job at the Port Authority. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm yeah. tracking that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I didn't, he was probably there for a bunch of years too, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Right. He, yeah. cause I know he's in the Marines. He was Correct. a reserve. Correct. Yeah. Wow crazy
0: well you definitely have at least two good series in here i'm not even talking about books i'm talking about freaking series oh man he's got Netflix a series. series yeah he's definitely HBO got a series, series man you get, well you just you got one in the front you got the other one the whole thing in iraq the five and a half years shit, that's a whole man. other story itself yeah it's not enough really a lot of times i don't you know if
2: there's enough sex in it though
0: gratuitous <laughs> sex and violence, that's what sells <laughs> that's right
2: but yeah, so she wants no, these a, a, a great, great stories, man.
0: Well, we got to, it's Hollywood. So we got to get you yeah, somebody or in Iraq, in you know, you don't see, she's always <laughs> on the cover. And then she finally takes off the Habib thing. you like, oh, oh wow.
2: <laughs> Holy shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Those are great. You got to definitely have two, um, two of them in you. Two, two full series, five, five episodes, um, at least eight, 10 episodes a year. You got, Wow, that was great. Um, but you're back here. So maybe you can help settle the score with uh, with a couple of these things before we, we check out. Um, I always like to ask a couple of questions to our guests as far as what's going on in modern day policing. What do you think of um,
1: body cams? I, I, you know, I, th- I think it's kind of a double-edged sword. Um, I think overall it's positive. As a matter of fact, my my. Call him My nephew was over last night, and he's uh, he's a big fan of the body cams. Even though he's on the job, he's on the job. He's got five, six years on. He's mm-hmm. anti crime, four or five, and so he was kind of letting me behind the curtain a little bit. Um, and they're infallible. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're very fallible. Is that uh, if you forget to turn them on or they mal- malfunction? You're kinda of responsible for that. Right. And you you'll you'll be disciplined. So That's the the, the downside. That's the that's one downside. Uh, I'm not really sure how the footage is released, used, um criminally. Do right. you have an idea? Right. No, I d I don't. I really I'm don't I'm gonna know tell you something, all right. In Florida
0: I noticed one thing about watching the news, and that was there's not there's not one News story that comes up, a crime story, that they don't have footage,
1: right.
0: video footage. There's surveillance cameras all over the place. I'm talking about, I watched six, seven stories in a row, and every single story had great footage. A guy walking in, he's coming out. From with the a police
2: sc- body cam or from other cameras? No, oh, from no other cameras?
0: that's why I'm thinking, you know what? We're making a whole big deal about these police body cams. In tight situations, they're useless because you're going to start moving around so much you can't see it. You see a lot of sky, oh, a lot right, of ground. Right. Um, in in the not-too-distant future, we're going to have surveillance camera footage. You're not going to go anywhere without being caught on camera. This guy walks in. He's going to steal a, a, a TV. I guess he went to the doctor's office there, saw a 70-inch screen TV. You see the guy uh, parking his car in the parking lot. You see him walking through the, uh, the, the, the alley that leads to the doctor's office. You see him coming out of there with a 70-inch screen TV. I mean, this guy's dead to rights. There was another thing that happened over there where... Some guy was driving one of those flag, you know, the, the, the plane where you drag the, the, the announcement, the, uh, the ad behind you.
2: Oh, yeah. That, that guy made a bad turn,
0: yeah. went right into a building. Um, you see everything. You see the every part of where I was in full order there was covered by cameras. So in regards to body cams, I know even regardless of how you feel about them, they're not even going to be that necessary anymore.
2: I don't know. I think it comes out of a anti police uh,
0: society. It does, but too, it winds you know? up actually helping the cops. If you Sometimes, look at the yeah, ACLU yeah. right yeah. now, they're trying to uh, Quiet. Come, you're they're trying to come it. up yeah. with all yeah. these things yeah. to, to make the the camera work in their favor.
2: Right. Right.
0: You know, because they realize a lot of these cases were bullshit, um, and we're not, we don't have any cases anymore. Because yeah. every time you see it, you see the guy either admitting a crime, um, lying, uh, fighting with the cops, resisting arrest. You know, so and the other uh, the other thing uh, when we talk about DNA, we always like to ask our guests about DNA. And something that's interesting right now, we always talk about Ancestry.com and 23andMe. There was a story recently and the lady ditched her baby like 38 years ago. Uh, And By ditched her baby, she committed like it was a modern day abortion. She went into was nine months old. It was out of her and then she dumped it off in the ditch. And uh, she was caught. I don't know whether it was her, this this idiot 33 years later wants to find out 38 years later where she comes from, or whether it's the family. This is where it's doing people in, the family giving their DNA. I wonder where I come from, right. really? <laughs> <laughs> Your brother's a criminal, man. He's wanted by the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got him. What do you think about that?
1: Well, uh, you know, I'll tell you, it, it, I have a little 20, uh, 23 in me story. We found out... Uh, a um my brother-in-law actually ran his DNA through 23andMe and the family found out they had a another half-sister in the family. So that opens up a lot of Pandora's box. A lot of <laughs> right. A lot of wounds, a lot of what ifs, a lot of how did that happen? Who was it? And uh, you know, some some family members are happy, oh I, I didn't know I had a, a a sister or a brother or a half-sister mm-hmm. or brother. And me personally, uh, you know, I don't want to know at this this point. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this, you uh, know, I'm 57 okay. years old. And- it's
0: all the makings of a great comedy sketch. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what? The motherfucker's my brother? <laughs> you got money? There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of different ways. There's more ways it can go wrong than, uh, than right, right yeah. at this point right now. And people are they're sending their DNA to the government. They're yes. paying them to hold on to it. They're also, uh, every time they call you up on the phone, they're asking you, these computers are asking you questions, they're getting you to say yes, no, giving your- uh, Voice print. Voice print. They got everything you like and you don't like based off your social uh, social media profiles. Every single thing. They know exactly what you like to eat. And now they got you on video because you're posting videos. Very easy to edit. Crimes are going to be solved when they need to be.
2: That's why we're doing police off the cuff to let yeah. everyone know about this stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. What did you think, Tommy? Did you have a good time today? I had a great time.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you what an experience, really is. You yeah. Know, this uh, is this is this one of our best. This man. was yeah. It's this was, was a lot better than I thought it was going to yeah. be, and
0: I thought it was going to be great. Yeah. Thanks so we're much. You're a true gentleman, man. Thanks for coming by and yeah, gracious. Tommy,
2: thank you so much. You have to Your agree friend. to come back though again. You know. Absolutely. We'd we love to guys. have yeah. you back. a blast. I'll be better prepared next time. We like to do it off the cuff. That's why it's called that.
0: Yeah man. we do it off the cuff here. Police off the Cuff. All right, we got to so, thank um, Andrew
2: Steiner, too. He's sitting there like, uh, you Andrew know.
0: Andrew Steiner's doing a hell of a job, man. I know
2: he's a radical, and he's looking at three cops.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's bringing this stuff home. Yeah, man. That's right. He's, he's uh, editing it. He's trying to make us look good. Yeah, you man. Know? He's trying yeah. his best. It's not easy. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, on behalf of uh, Police Off The Cuff here, uh, Bill Cannon, you got any parting words? Nah, I
2: just think it was great. It's, uh, you know, Tommy Kennedy, he is a true hero, and I'm so uh, I'm so happy that I know the guy.
0: Yeah, man, I'm happy that. Uh, and
2: also, you we're on Spotify. We we're on uh, what else we on? iTunes. iTunes. Download Spotify. You know, we're getting all, everyone's listening to this on Anchor. We want to get a little more Spotify and. Uh,
0: Anchor, Spotify, yeah. iTunes. I iTunes. think we're on Google too, right? Yeah. All right, man. Today we taped it, so you're going to be able
1: to you're see You're going to watch on it
2: YouTube. on YouTube I'm a, with some good looking guys. Did my hair
1: today yeah. shaved, everything. <laughs> I put on a decent shirt. <laughs> You need some makeup artists
2: here. I think so. We need a makeup yeah, yeah. artist next time.
0: All right, man. Oh, we'll see it again, you again, man. Thank you. Thank
1: you.